the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Republicans have revealed their preferred witness list with some prominent names among them as the House impeachment inquiry moves to public hearings this week. House Republicans came forward Saturday with a list of witnesses they want the House Intelligence Committee to hear from in the public hearing set to start this coming week. Most prominent among them, the anonymous whistleblower and former Vice President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Majority Democrats are unlikely to approve the list as delivered. They fought back Republican attempts to expose the identity of the whistleblower whose complaint is at the heart of the impeachment effort. Republicans are seeking testimony from eight specific witnesses, some of whom testified privately already. They also want to hear from anonymous officials who helped the whistleblower prepare the complaint. That is correspondent Bernie Bennett reporting. A growing number of people, including Republican allies, lobbying Texas Governor Greg Abbott to call off an execution set for later this month. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher believes it's way too early to look at 2020. My team gave me an article, some nine-page article, election one year away. Here are the predictions of the winners and the losers. Sorry, guys, I threw it out. I don't care what the polls say right now about Trump beats Warren, but he doesn't beat Biden. We're a year out. Lord knows what these lunatics are going to try to do in the next 12 months. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and yeah, maybe even a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with The Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. All you got to do is simply search for AM1280ThePatriot on Instagram, and voila, there we are. Just past 2 o'clock here in the Twin Cities, Sunday afternoon, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We have a slight chance of snow today with a high of 30, and we got Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right about... Now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you will find us. And give us a like if you haven't done so already. And uh, again, thank you for tuning in. I talked a lot of uh, national news in the first hour, so we want to switch gears here to some local issues. And if you've been listening to this show Uh, For some time, you know that uh, pretty much since the summer, we have been chronicling a lot of what has been going on at the Minnesota Department of Human Services, and it always seems like uh, the news is more and more shocking as each bit is detailed. And the Star Tribune had a story this past week where the DHS violated state law more than 200 times over the past year with $52 million in contracts and grant commitments to vendors, Indian bands, and other state government agencies without proper documentation, and Jim Nobles with the Office of the Legislative Auditor uh, was less than flattering in a report uh, detailing some of the issues that have been taking place. And uh, to talk a little bit more about this is longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Senator Michelle Benson. She is a Republican out of Ham Lake, representing Senate District 31. 
and is the chair of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee, which, of course, has been on the front line in trying to get to the bottom of what has been going on with the DHS. Uh, Michelle Benson, always great to have you on the broadcast. How are you? I am glad to be with you. Thanks for, uh, uh, again, checking in, as always. Uh, Obviously, Senator Benson, this is something that you've been uh, dealing with uh, for quite some time. Uh, uh, We played on this show last summer some of the sound bites from the uh, uh, committee hearing where you were uh, talking to the interim uh, head of the DHS. And it was, uh, I remember saying at the time, it was incredibly painful to listen to because it just seemed like this person was trying to run out the clock, avoid answering any direct questions. And uh, as of right now, we still don't have a whole lot of answers to what's been going on. So I alluded to the Office of Legislative Auditor's report. Um, laws were violated, $52 million in overpayments. And I guess the next natural question is, where do we go from here, Michelle Benson? Um, well, we are actually having a Senate hearing. The Senate Finance Committee is having a hearing on Wednesday because it's not just the Department of Human Services, though they appear to have most of these um, 16A and 16C, 16A and 16C are sections of Minnesota statute um, where you document this part of the contracting process and the exceptions that are being made. And because it's under Department of Admin and MMB, we're going to have the Senate Finance Committee look at this more broadly. Fantastic. And that'll be, uh, we'll certainly be uh, looking forward to uh, that particular hearing. Uh, I guess let's um, talk about the auditor's uh, report itself, as I alluded to, the Star Tribune had a story about this, about how uh, the DHF itself uh, violates state law more than uh, 200 times. And uh, some of your colleagues within the legislature took exception to his uh, uh, to his uh, description as it's uh, a level of management and dysfunction that is extremely troubling. Uh, wouldn't the more important aspect, Michelle Benson, being uh, looking into the source of the dysfunction as uh, opposed to the uh, description he's using? Well, and I think anyone who's worked in private industry would acknowledge there was some dysfunction. And if you if you pay attention to what people are saying from within DHS, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that they, they know that this isn't orderly, this isn't proper. They might not call it dysfunction, but, for example, on these 16A and 16C forms, the CFO of the Department of Human Services, who is, is someone that has always been very straightforward with me and I believe is competent, she was trying to get a handle on these over the past several years to get people to stop using them. They're supposed to be for exceptions and not just because you didn't get your work done or you didn't get the right paperwork in order. And so she's been fighting this. And so there's something going on at middle management that says, well, we don't need to follow the rules here. So when you look at these forms, for example, if the legislature in May passes a a rate change for a children's mental health facility Mm -hmm. and you can't quite get the contract done by July 1st, so Mm -hmm. you have a contract expiring June 30th and you can't quite get one in place by July 1st, okay, we don't want all those kids kicked out and people not getting paid. And so you would fill out this form. But then you're supposed to, you know, document why it didn't happen so that so that the processes can be improved. Sure. Well, people weren't doing that. And they were they were going to conferences and not getting prior approval and using these forms to get reimbursed for things like that, not for critical functions of government where a mistake was made or something was off schedule. Um, and so there is a. There is an appropriate use for this, but this 200 of them mm-hmm. is way beyond. That in and of itself is a symptom or is a, a manifestation of the underlying culture that's causing all the rest of these problems. They're not accountable. Right. They don't um, believe that they should have to check their work. Um, they care about people. And it's great that they care about people and they want to deliver these services. But the other side of that is being responsible for making sure that it's paid for correctly and that taxpayer dollars are protected. So we uh, read this. I mean, that, that's obviously something that stands out. We talk about how the state law is being violated more than 200 times. And I mean, if laws are being violated, that would uh, then lend to the obvious uh, conclusion 
that someone would have to pay a price for this, whether it's you know at the very least losing their jobs, being demoted, being put on suspension until an investigation is complete. So I guess my next question, Michelle Benson, is who is uh, who can best uh, ensure that that is that is seen through? I mean, is that a, some sort of legislative oversight where a new law has to be passed? Where hey, if this takes place, then this occurs. I mean, can can the governor go in and clean house? I mean, that's a that's an obvious question that nobody seems to be losing their jobs over this. And I have I have asked. I want to know who for the medically assisted treatment overpayment. Which level is it an assistant commissioner? Is it a manager? Which level is responsible for that budget? And if they weren't doing their job, why aren't they being let go? Um, counseled out, put on a 90 day plan, something. Can we do something to change this behavior? And, and it's not, I don't have the power to do this. Right. I have been having hearing after hearing after hearing. I talked to the commissioner quite regularly. I talked to their compliance officer, talked to the CFO. So I, I talked to all these people. I've tried to talk to the governor at some point. If, if this is going to get solved, the governor is going to have to stop doing ribbon cuttings and start engaging in the department of human services. He has a competent commissioner, but she's new. And, and the staff at the department of human services need to know without a doubt, the governor expects this cleaned up and cleaned up now. At what point did you and, and some of your colleagues begin to uh, get an understanding of the issues that were besetting this department? The reason I ask that, Michelle Benson, one of the things I've talked a lot about in this program is your former colleague in the Senate, Tony Lurie, uh, took over this job as DHS commissioner at the be- at the beginning of this year, and this was something when he took it over, he says, this is something that I've been meant to do. Uh, almost called it a dream job, and then just in a matter of months later, he's stepping aside without any real explanation. And that obviously sent a lot of red flags up to many who were closely observing this. But when did you personally and some of your colleagues uh, begin to realize that there were a lot of problems besetting this agency? Was it even before uh, this past year, Michelle Benson? So as a a freshman, Senator David Hahn was chair of the Health and Human Services Finance Okay. Or finance and policy. Yep. And I started to see that if staff at the Department of Human Services didn't really want legislation to happen, they would make it hard Mm. for Republicans to pass legislation. Okay. And I thought it was just because they knew more than I did. And so they'd start throwing federal regulations. Oh, the feds won't let us do this. Or this law over here prevents that. And then as I as as we went through time in the minority and I started pushing on these things and I'd say, so you need to tell me the federal law and find out that it was just guidance and not law. Nothing that had gone through rulemaking um, or that they could ask for an exception to it and they didn't or hadn't. Um, And so this growing exposure to I call it being patted on the head. Oh, Senator, you just don't understand. It's really hard. No, I've now started to truly understand that there are people who just don't want to do what the legislature points out for them to do, what it says in law. They will slow walk things that they don't support. They will throw up barriers to bills. These are unelected middle management bureaucrats. And, and there are a lot of people there who are really trying hard to do their job. And there are other people who just think they have all the answers and that's fine. They can be experts, but that's what Tony Laurie ran into. He had seen all of this and, and he and I have fundamentally different views sure. of where healthcare should go and where the department of human services, the scope and scale of its operations. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was really smart about how things worked. And so I think he got in there and started pushing and it wasn't liked. And I think that sort of erupted um, a lot of these issues. Also, the legislative auditor, two years, we started funding a higher number of auditors in the Department of Human Services and specifically program auditors. And that has contributed a lot to this continual drip, 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 and now approaching a flood of problems emerging. And so I, I don't know that the governor's going to engage to clean this up. 
but I'm not going to stop pushing. Once again, we are joined by Minnesota State Senator Michelle Benson. She is a Republican out of Ham Lake, representing Senate District 31, and is the chair of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Uh, Senator Benson, we need to take a quick break. Are you able to hold through to another segment? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we look forward to uh, continuing our discussion with State Senator Michelle Benson. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson and the Closer coming back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hey, it's Sean here from Serenity Home Interiors, and it's that time of year. The holidays are right around the corner and life gets chaotic. Soon, family and friends will be in and out of your home. Now is the perfect time to treat yourself to an early present and replace that faded old carpeting or drab laminate flooring with brand new flooring from Serenity. We proudly carry a wide variety of floorings to fit both your tastes and budget. Serenity knows how busy life gets, so we've made it easier for you. Now we offer a free, no-obligation, no-pressure in-home consultation, including measurements. At your request, one of our Serenity professionals visits your home with a variety of samples in hand. Once you decide on the perfect product and that you like Serenity's low, straightforward pricing, as our gift to you, we'll schedule your installation to make sure it's completed before the holidays. So this holiday season, give yourself the gift of beautiful new flooring by calling us today at 952-303-4033 or easily schedule online at shi-mn.com. Again, that's shi-mn.com. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800-606-1010. Here at Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, we want to show our thanks to America's servicemen and women. That's why throughout the month of November, we're offering 20% off all installations or repairs up to $1,000 for any active military or veterans. That's in addition to offering free membership to our legendary care club. Visit our website for more info. It's our way of saying thank you for your service. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, proud to support America's veterans and active military. Remember stopping into American Pressure for that free piece of candy during Halloween? Well, we won't be having any turkey legs for Thanksgiving, but we are always thankful for you, our customers. So stop by, we'll treat you right, we'll take care of you, and we're thankful for you and the many blessings we have this holiday season. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Here to take your calls, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing our discussion with Minnesota State Senator Michelle Benson. She representing Senate District 31 up in the Ham Lake area. She's also chair of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. So she's pretty much been on the front lines of investigating all that has, all the issues that have been besetting the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Uh, Senator Benson, you know, we talked about uh, some of the, uh, uh, you referred to some of the employees within the DHS kind of pushing back at some of the changes that are taking place. And one individual who kind of felt the effects of maybe calling out 
uh, her colleagues within the DHS is uh, Faye Bernstein, whose very nature of her very job is compliance. And when she found people weren't compliant, uh, she was bringing it to others' attention. And uh, uh, at least the allegations were that she had been receiving some harassing emails. As far as I know, she's still with the DHS. Is that something that uh, your colleagues have been keeping a, a close eye upon? Because, it, again, because it seems like there's such hesitance to change anybody who brings forth issues that are troubling the DHS are there, there seems to be kind of some retribution, even though that's Faye Bernstein's actual job, Michelle Benson. I, yes. And she's not the only one who's felt um, like there's been some retribution or some pretty serious consequences for raising concerns about payments, compliance, et cetera. Um, this and and I'm I'm trying to be careful. Um, Understood. <laughs> there's a there's a but there's a there's a balance. There are people who just don't like the way their manager works, mm-hmm. and there are people who have observed and documented and raised the issues properly, and nothing's being done about them, and they raise them again, and then there's a negative consequence. And so I refer them to the legislative auditor. He knows how to document these things far better than I do. Um, but there is a problem with uh, human resources at the Department of Human Services. And it's something, again, that is being raised out of these legislative audit reports. You'll sometimes see a paragraph that says, you know, when we raise these issues with HR, um, that they were not resolved, you know, in a timely manner. And so um, I've I do believe there are people who will take revenge for bad be- for calling out bad behaviors, um, but I want to be I want to be careful about where I'm drawing that line. Of and, course, and it's it's okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be really clear. There are a lot of um, people who can push this really really far. As as chair of the committee that has purview over this in the Senate. I try to um, be very balanced because if I start pushing something and it doesn't have full veracity tested, um, then I get then my credibility starts to come into question. And so I want to make sure that when there is bad behavior, it is investigated by the legislative auditor. It is elevated to the commissioner. um, And then when that's worked through, then we'll we'll see what lessons we learned. Obviously, the uh, legislative session doesn't convene until uh, February, which is a few months from now. But again, uh, given the fact that you're having a committee meeting uh, this week, uh, the legislature technically isn't uh, isn't out of session. But that being said, uh, I recall an interview that uh, Governor Walls gave to the uh, Associated Press a couple of months ago where he's talking about uh, the agenda, the priorities for the uh, next legislative session. And one thing he talks about, you know, gun control, which is his big thing ever since he's been running 100 miles an hour in the other direction away from his NRA endorsements that he had back in his congressional days. He's talking about clean energy, kind of a, like a California environmental policy, because we know California is certainly thriving under their current environmental uh, policies. Uh, but gives nary a mention to what is going going on in the DHS. Um would you say that this particular issue should be near the top of the list, if not at the very top of the list, come the legislative session in February, Michelle Benson? Well, it's a core function of government. I mean, he wants to he wants to build one care. He wants to take over pharmaceutical negotiations for the state of Minnesota. And and these people can't even tick and tie payments to sovereign nations. Mm. Um, how's he going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish when they can't even do the job they already have? Right. And you know what? Let's, let's be clear. It's always easier to talk about the bright, shiny object and the thing that makes you politically popular. Right. Nobody wants to talk about audits and compliance that doesn't get you elected to anything. But it's the responsibility of the people who oversee this department. This department serves over a million Minnesotans, deploys almost 7,000 people, and spends $16, $18 billion 
Mm. We need to pay attention. And I, I have done little else sure. since we got out of session. <laughs> um, but pay attention to this work and try to get somebody to listen. But you know what? If the governor decided to do it, if he stood up and said this change is going to happen, it would happen a whole lot faster than me trying to push from my point of no control. Um, I, I described uh, Commissioner Harpstead's job as pushing spaghetti noodles uphill with a stick um, until the governor engages and tells middle management that this will not be tolerated. Um, she's going to have a hard time, and so will I. One of the things that you brought up in your uh, committee hearing over the summer back when uh, Pam Wheelock was the interim commissioner, back before, uh, obviously, Commissioner Harpstead was uh, officially assumed the role, is the the federal government was obviously going to want to be reimbursed for these uh, payment these uh, overpayments, and you pointedly asked then uh, deputy or interim commissioner Wheelock, you know, who, where was that money going to come from? How do they? How do you plan to reimburse the feds? And obviously, she was evasive as she was to pretty much every other question. So I guess I'll bring it back to that. Uh, was that ever resolved? Has there been a solution to how the feds are going to get paid back? Or, or do you see the DHS coming to the legislature with hat in hand trying to get uh, additional funding for this, Michelle Benson? Um, here's the So um, Interim Commissioner Wheelock didn't have budget experience, and Commissioner Harpstead doesn't have budget experience. So, mm-hmm. again, there's this level of management under the commissioner that can move things around without the commissioner really knowing. Sure. Um, as you know, the budget forecast comes out the beginning of December. So the November forecast is issued the beginning of December. Okay. Um, our budget in Health and Human Services is adjusted based on the population they expect will be using the services, the cost of the services increasing or decreasing, and those can be $100 million swings. So as long as unemployment is remaining low, we'll see fewer people using our programs. Right. And so that might create a surplus for the Department of Human Services. So this was my question to Commissioner Harpstead. Are you going to make a forecast adjustment to pay back the medically assisted treatment? Mm. So when I say forecast adjustment, If fewer people are using services and there appears to be a surplus in the Department of Human Services, they could take an error or mispayment that the feds are going to take away and just hide it in that forecast adjustment, just lower the forecast adjustment a little bit. And it's very hard for the legislature to see this. They've done it in the past. And so I wrote a letter to Commissioner Franz, who's at Minnesota Management and Budget. They are responsible for the budget forecast. And to Commissioner Harpstead, who's responsible for forecast adjustments from her department, and said, for each budget account, if you make an adjustment in excess of a million dollars, I want a separate schedule for that because I don't want them hiding things in the forecast adjustment. Sure. Um, and I know I'm talking really technical stuff, but your listeners are probably nerdy enough that they pay attention to the budget forecast. And I mean that in the most loving. I think you're right. Way. No, you're, you're, you know, call a spade a spade here, Senator Benson. That's perfectly fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but if they're going to have a hundred million dollar surplus and hide $29 million of federal under pay, uh, money the feds are going to take back. So it'll be an $81 million surplus. And the average person will say, 71. oh, there's an $81 million surplus in the Department of Human Services. And we'll never see that they made the adjustment to pay mm. the feds back. And so that's why I've asked for the schedule. Okay. Well, yeah. And obviously, the, um, the kind of gives them a, a, a solution to that temporarily. Certainly, there are other issues that are, uh, that are plaguing uh, the department at this point. So that's uh, obviously ones that are going to continue to be addressed. And once again, uh, the uh, meeting that you're going to be holding, the Senate Finance Committee meeting, will be uh, this uh, Wednesday. Is that correct, uh, November 13th? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Yes. And will that be available for uh, public consumption, at least live online? I mean, again, because of my listeners and I, we like uh, we kind of consume this stuff. We'd like to uh, be on the front lines if possible. Absolutely. So the Senate media sometimes does video cast our hearings, but that's hit or miss. Our okay. Senate Republican Caucus Facebook site is really good at live streaming. They literally just 
yes. with the camera in the room. And so you don't get the you don't get the angle zooming in on people and you don't get um, some of the, the subheadings. Um, but you get to hear everything and then it's publicly archived. So you can go back and find it yourself if there's one. If there's a clip you want to pull. Um, we're trying to empower people who pay attention to the legislature and make it easy for them to access it on a platform they use. Well, that, we definitely appreciate that. that. Once again, we've been joined by Minnesota State Senator uh, Michelle Benson talking uh, most things uh, DHS and uh, something uh, a story that uh, we're definitely going to keep our eye upon here on this particular show. Uh, that's for certain. Uh, Senator Benson, uh, I know it seems kind of futile at times, but we certainly appreciate all your hard work and dedication and transparency that you're providing us. Uh, thank you so much for joining the broadcast today, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you for welcoming me to the show. Enjoy your weekend. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One more segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't nineteen seventy. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. If you've thought about getting dental implants, you probably know most places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. Why do they cost that much? Because that's the price the other places have decided to charge you. And that's why most people who want dental implants don't get them, because of the high price. Well, now there's a place called ImplantMiracle.com. It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants are as low as $2,499 per tooth. That's right, as low as $24.99. So you're going to save a lot of money, but still get great implants that last a long time. Plus at ImplantMiracle.com our price includes the implant abutment and crown, which a lot of other places charge extra for. We don't do that. And with us, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free, and we offer convenient financing. Please see our website for more information. ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. St. Thomas Academy, Minnesota's only all-male military leadership school, invites you to their special Veterans Day event, November 11th at 9 a.m. The event will spotlight World War II and features keynote speaker General Joseph Botel, former commander of the U.S. Central Command. He'll share from his leadership experience overseeing military operations in the Middle East. This free event is at St. Thomas Academy. Visit cadets.com slash vetsday for details and directions. That's cadets.com slash vetsday. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckystations.com. That's luckies with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, as I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of The Narn. I am the closer, closing out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Also, weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. 
for any comments or questions. And, uh, oh, by the way, quick programming note. Next weekend, Mitch and I are swapping broadcasts. So I'll be in for Mitch next Saturday uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. And he'll be in for me a week from today, uh, also 1 to 3 p.m. So just a quick little programming note, but it's that time of year where, you know, there's a lot going on. And, of course, uh, Thanksgiving holiday coming up. I plan on being around, uh, you know, the Sunday after Thanksgiving because uh, I normally am. And Ever since uh, my wife and I moved into the house we're in in 2008, Thanksgiving has always been at our house, so we don't have to travel that holiday, so it's nice from that standpoint yeah. get to get to be at home and sure. uh, and especially the day after Thanksgiving, uh, I pretty much do nothing. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you're too full to do anything. Uh, I, you know, I I'm not a I'm not a Black Friday type of person. I don't. I still don't. Understand if I have people. money, I would be. But... I don't understand people who could do that chaos, the camping out. But it's you know, yeah, I don't do that much. Whatever, it's a festival. All the deals me. are online anyway. You don't have to camp out anymore. They really are. Right. So, mm. well, we we didn't necessarily break news because I was I got informed of this on on an app on my cell phone, but it just came out that the Minnesota Golden Gophers football team moved up to number seven in the latest latest Associated Press top twenty five poll. This of course in the aftermath of their win over number four Penn State yesterday, thirty one to twenty six. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this uh, before the show, uh, Jason and I were, and uh, I I have been following Gopher football my earliest recollection is the Smokey Joe Salem era, which started in 1979, back when they played out at Memorial Stadium. They played at Memorial Stadium the next few years, and then 1982 moved into the Metrodome, uh, back when it was built. And I, you know, I honestly, this has been the most formidable this program has been in my lifetime. Even, you know, again, I was born in 1969 and I wasn't following the team that closely until 1979. But, I mean, you look at it in my lifetime from 69 to uh, 78 before I was following it, I think they had two winning seasons, okay, and one bowl appearance. It was the Hall of Fame Classic Bowl in 1977. So, if you're asking me, is this the the most formidable this program has ever been in my lifetime? Yeah, unequivocally, yes, no doubt about it. And the numbers bear that out. This is the first time they've been in the top ten since 1962. Right. So yeah, this is this is a huge deal. And I have I've witnessed some big wins for this program. I go back to uh, 1986. You know, Michigan was like number five in the country. It was uh, John Gutekunst first year because remember Lou Holtz bolted for uh, Notre Dame after the 1985 season and it looked like the program was on an upswing because Lou Holtz in two years turned a program that lost at home to Nebraska 84 to 13 to a bowl pro to a bowl program which had been unheard of and then, of course before the bowl game the Independence Bowl that year after the 1985 season he bolted for Notre Dame after only two seasons with the Gophers. His assistant, John Gutekunst, took over and uh, had a couple six, had a few six and five seasons, never really stood out. Jim Wacker was a disaster as Gopher coach. And then Glenn Mason had the program up to respectability. But the thing I remember most about the Glenn Mason era was a lot of stomach punch losses where they blew big leads in the fourth quarter and basically torpedoed their seasons. But to, to, Bounce off my original point. I the Michigan was in the top five in 1986 when the Gophers beat them in Michigan, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, to take back the little brown jug for only the second time in like um, 20 years. So that was a big win. Uh, in 1999, they beat Penn State. Penn State was in the top five. They went into Penn State, won on a last-second field goal. In 2000, they went into the horseshoe, beat Ohio State in like October Ohio State was in the top five, and you thought the Gopher program could turn into something. And then literally the next week, they laid an egg in Indiana. And I think the week after that, they blew a three-touchdown lead at home against Northwestern. So that torpedoed that season. And really, I mean, for me, those are some of my most memorable wins of the Gopher era. There really hasn't been much since then. They've had a win against a top 15-20 team every now and again. Sure, But for the most part, with something at stake, did they beat a top 10 team? And I have to, in thinking back, 
they haven't beaten a top 10 team this late in the season with this much at stake until yesterday. So right. this is a historic moment. And Jason, you're a young guy. So obviously <laughs> this, it's, it's not a stretch to say this is probably the biggest gopher football win in, in, in your lifetime. <laughs> beyond, beyond it. I mean, if it's the biggest one in yours, it has to be the biggest one in mine. Cause I'm about half your age or so. Well, it's all in the eyes of the beholder, but it, yes, no, but, in but, mine. but it's true, but it is true because I have actually been thinking Boy, oh boy, since I've started caring about the Gophers, which has been around, I don't know, 2005, 2006-ish, right? Mm-hmm. The most memorable win before yesterday was last season when we took back the axe from Wisconsin out, yes. of, out of, like, how long did Wisconsin have it? Like, 14 15, years? Something think, like that? Yeah, uh, 04 right. through uh, 17, so yeah, sure. 14 years. Yeah. And, and look, they've had good wins before all that. Um, I think, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know if I'm correct about this, but didn't they win... A game of uh, when Jerry Kill wasn't able to coach because of his issues with his um, uh, seizures and stuff like that. Didn't they have a big win after he was not eligible to actually go onto the field? I, I, th- I think maybe you're right. They did in 2014. They took back the Little Brown Jug in okay. Michigan. Okay. Now, to be fair, that Michigan team was awful. Right. But the fact that they got it back was big. Yes. And like I say. I I was to the point. Just beat Wisconsin once, and I'll be happy. <laughs> right. And they crushed him in yes. Madison right. last year. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, bouncing off of last year, it's amazing how far this team has come just in a a calendar year, one year, twelve month span. Because last year they went into Illinois and gave up six hundred fifty yards. Illinois isn't as bad as they have been because Lovey Smith has got that program to respectability, but they were not a very good team. Mm-hmm. That's not a team you allow 55 points and 650 yards to, no. but they did. Yeah, And since that game, they have won. They won three of the final four games, including the bowl game after that, and then nine straights this season. So they've won 12 of 13 games and are in the top 10 since that pitiful performance against Illinois. And people were calling for P.J. Flex head already. And I'm thinking, you know what? Give the guy a shot. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people. Let him have his full recruiting class come through the f- full four years, and let's see how it shakes out. Then I was willing to give Tim Brewster that opportunity. I'm sure Zach willing to give PJ Fleck the benefit of the doubt until then. And what they have done since that Illinois game has been incredible, and I've uh, and I and I've loved it. And again, even this season, earlier this season, they had to struggle to beat Georgia Southern and South Dakota State this season. So I didn't even picture that they could have this kind of run in them this year right they barely squeaked by those much less last year and yet they've done it so again the gophers kept having to endure who have they really beaten who have they really played and you know what i i I had to concede that i'm like you know what that's fair right that's fair the rubber's going to meet the road because they got penn state they got to go to iowa which is in the top 20 or at least they were before they lost yesterday and wisconsin still very formidable team even though uh, they aren't as, as you know they aren't as good as uh, as they thought they were going to be going into the season, but that's still going to be a very tough game. So mm-hmm. now the real test is going to be: can you go on the road and beat a team like Iowa? Again, Iowa isn't you know they they're still maybe top twenty five, maybe they've fallen out mm-hmm. after the loss yesterday, but that's still going to be a tough game on the road. And actually, if you're a Gophers fan, you wanted Iowa to win that game last night because if that were the case, then you could go to Kinnick Stadium this upcoming weekend and win the Big, big Ten West outright, locking in your spot to, uh, what? where's the championship game, Indianapolis or Probably, something like yeah. that? Isn't that where it the, usually is? Yep, every then, year, yeah. I mean, sure, that uh, makes the Northwestern game and the Wisconsin game irrelevant, but you know what, as a Gopher fan, I'd take those spots. The, pro- the problem is, is that we have to wait until Tuesday for the college football playoff ranking. I'm just looking on here. There's that they do a special every week on ESPN. It's like at six o'clock our time. So the AP the AP poll it matters up until the college football playoff poll starts getting announced. So if the Gophers were around seven for the AP poll, you can probably expect them to be around that for the college football playoff poll too. And at this point, why not go for the national championship? Well, of course, <laughs> yeah, they're going to try to win every game they play. There's no doubt about it. But I, my thing is. You know, I if they could win just two of these final three games, I would be happy being eleven and one, and then that would and going into the Big Ten championship game because bar you know barring a complete meltdown, they're going to win the Big Ten West. Right, there's no doubt about that. So they're going to play in that championship game probably against Ohio State, and that's where they're going to get a good test of where they are as a program. I don't see them beating Ohio State, but. Uh, even if they lose to Ohio State, 
the college football playoff, the Rose Bowl is not involved in that this year. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the Gophers going to the Rose Bowl. Which is unfathomable. The me. Rose Bowl. I can't believe that. Which, I'm looking back, nineteen after the 1961 season, that was the last time they've been to the Rose Bowl. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, and we were talking a little bit about this before the show, you know, if given the choice between, you know, play out these three games plus the Big Ten championship and see where it all falls out, maybe, you know, have a, even if it's a small percentage chance, you still got a percentage chance being in the college football playoff or sign right now and you can uh, go to the Rose Bowl. I take the Rose Bowl. Sure. Because I'm skeptical they can beat Ohio State. Mm. But again, it, it's irrelevant. They got to play these games. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. be it. But my, my thing is, I don't, you know, and this is this is what's been great about having someone like PJ Fleck, is that he doesn't care what's gone on in the last fifty years, of the ineptitude that has been go for football or the heartbreak losses or the irrelevance. He de- none of that phases him in the least. So this whole thing about well, the Gophers haven't beat any anybody yet, and he still he's like, so what? We're going to get our chance and judge us by it then. So my point is. The Gophers, traditionally, when they've had huge wins like this, lay an egg the following week. Now, again, if they go to Iowa next week and lose, that's not a disgrace because Iowa's still a decent team. But at the same time, if you consider yourself a contender for the college football playoff, yeah. you have to go in and win that game. And how crazy is it that we're having this conversation at all? Well, that's just it. And yeah. think about this, too. Um, I haven't even been thinking about it all day. It's all we've been really talking about in terms of sports stuff. But when, if this has even ever happened before... When has there ever been a weekend where the Gopher football team has made the Vikings seem irrelevant? I'm barely thinking about the Vikings game tonight it's at been all. A while, yeah. Like everybody's talking Gophers right now, and that has never happened in this town. I don't think. Yeah, I can tell you in my lifetime, the Gophers have never usurped the Vikings. Even when the Vikings were terrible, they've had some terrible years over the past thirty years. Right. But even then, um, I'd have to think the closest. Was eighty four because eighty four was the last Stuckel year where the Vikings finished three and thirteen, whereas that was the first year under Lou Holtz. And okay. People were wanting to see, hey, this guy is making this team respectable. Yeah, they're not quite there yet. So if I had to guess, I'd say eighty four. Okay. But yeah, since then, probably never. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that may have been the only. So I don't know. Um, there was a time, you know, again, it wasn't in my lifetime where college football was actually more popular than the NFL. Right. Granted, it was 50, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. but it was more popular. So, um, but again, in my lifetime, there may be one year where Gophers football usurped Vikings in this town. And yeah, you're exactly right. I, I, my, my, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, uh, I remember walking around, pacing my house, all nervous for this game. And then I kind of took a step back and I'm like, wait a minute. This is a good thing yeah. that we're actually stressing over a game yeah. like this because late th- this is almost Thanksgiving. At this point, we're typically like, yeah, let's go through the motions, see what we can do, and let's see what kind of bowl bid we can come. But this has real implications. Rose Bowl, right. if not college football playoff. This is a, a, uncharted I, territory, man. This is a, so a lot of people on Twitter kind of put the forth the sentiment does not compute. That's, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> right. I'm thinking about this. does not compute. Right. It doesn't compute. No, it doesn't. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, I have a little bit of angst because I so want to I so want to beat Wisconsin. I mean, I'm a Minnesota sports fan. I want to beat Wisconsin in absolutely everything, even yeah. in badminton. Yeah. Right. You know, so. But think about it. There's more out there than just beating Wisconsin now for us. There's more potential that's out true. there. It's not just, oh, we got to beat the Badgers every year. Guys, we can actually potentially go after a national championship in football at the University of Minnesota. Saying that out loud, again, does not compute, does not compute. I can't believe I'm saying it. It's yeah. great. And, and, of course, yeah, like you say, there is an outside shot, but if you if you run the table, and that's very realistic, running the table these last three games, going into the Big Ten championship 12-0, and and winning that, you know, again, how can you ignore the Gophers at that point? So all I'm saying is, if you win, if you run the table these last four games, go 13 and 0, how are they on the outside of the college football playoff? So my yeah. point is, they control their own destiny for I the know. college football playoff. Weird. Yeah. So <laughs> that that much we can say with certainty. As much of an outside shot as it is, they do control their own destiny. So yeah, enjoy the ride. P.J. Fleck signed a big contract extension this past week. Everybody was starting to get a little nervous when Florida State gassed their coach after 
only a couple of seasons. Sure. And rightly so, because I was around for the Lou Holtz era. Mm-hmm. I remember what that felt like. And, it was devastating. And there are buyouts that can be in place. So right. if PJ did want to leave and another university wanted to pony up the money, they can. Right. But you know what? If you get to a Rose Bowl and you get to a college football playoff, maybe you'll decide, hey, I kind of like it here and I can actually win here. Well, that, this is the thing I've always said. This is about a similar demographic to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. If we can just get someone... You know, because Barry Alvarez wasn't that well-known when he took over the University of Wisconsin. And how many Rose Bowl championships did he lead him to? Lots. And because he was the big fish in a small pond, he was content to stay there and continue to put his stamp on that program. And look at Wisconsin. They are mentioned in the same breath as as these big-time schools. Now, they haven't won a national championship, but the fact that they were mentioned in that is like, could that possibly happen here? We just have to find that right coach. And I think we finally found him. And, uh, yeah, so... Like I say, we're just going to enjoy the ride. There'll be more to talk about next week, I'm sure. Um, well, actually, I'll be on the air during the Gophers game next week. I'll be on the air Saturday. That's true. But we'll, we'll, we'll definitely bring it up the next couple weeks, no doubt about it. Uh, tell you what, we're going to have to. We're long overdue for a break, so this final segment's only going to be a couple minutes long. We'll think of something to talk about, I'm sure. And uh, if you want to sneak in a quick phone call, feel free, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final short segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hi, I'm Kirby Skewrout with 3MAX Results. Have you heard? Our team is doing what other real estate agents and teams aren't doing through our worry-free listing system. We let our sellers be in control with our promise of flexibility and results. And if you're not happy, fire me. I call it the worry-free listing system. My commitment is that you will be happy because we sell our listings for more money and in less time compared to other agents. Our team sells over 400 homes each year. That's over a home a day. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your realtor. I want to put the sellers in control again for a successful home sale with the worry-free listing system. Ready to sell for more money and in less time? Call 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Put the worry-free listing system to work for you. Kirby Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Only got about a few minutes left to go in this segment. So I don't know what we'll talk about. I think we can think of something. Yeah, we'll find a way. Maybe just listen to CCR the whole time. I don't mind that. 
Yeah. Oh, CCR, a classic band. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, speaking to the Vikings, do you have any predictions for tonight? I, I'm, I don't have a good feeling about this one, because Dallas is tough at home, and, of course, it plays into the narrative, Kirk Cousins in prime time against winning teams is a deadly combination. Right. Uh, so, and plus, I think their defensive line is beset with injuries, the Vikings. I think Linval Joseph is He's he, out. Yep. Is he out? Yep. Okay, oof, boy. Yeah. That's ugly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean... I would be more concerned if Dallas didn't also have a reputation of blowing up in key spots as well, because uh, they started three and zero, then they fell back. I think all the way to three and three had that awful loss against the Jets, uh, even though it, it was right. on the road. Yeah, um, and the Jets are horrendous. They lost to the Dolphins last week, and the Dolphins are horrendous. So, uh, of course, um, well, here's the thing: you ask me before any Vikings game, do I feel confident? The answer is probably no every single time, unless we're playing like the That's Dolphins a fair or point, something, because yeah. you know. Typical with that franchise. Anything can happen. Um, Amari Cooper's a little hobbled right now. And I don't know if he's still questionable for the game. He's going to play. We don't have Adam Thielen. Um, but, yeah, man, they got Gallup on the other side of uh, Cooper. So in our secondary, man, that's been the biggest question mark all season long. Xavier Rhodes seems to have fallen off a cliff. Don't know what's going on with him. but Age. Neither, uh, age, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's true. But also Trey Waynes hasn't been playing all that well this season either. So, he's banged up too. Right. Um, but, yeah. Zeke Elliott might be eating his cereal tonight with uh, weakness on the uh, defensive line for us. So I'm not confident, but you know what, Kirk? If you want to change the narrative about you not performing well in primetime games, I say this every single time, you just got to go out and do it. Yeah, this, w- this would go a long way to quashing a lot of those because of all the nice. e- issues you're talking about. They have a lot of injuries. Kirk does not play well in primetime against teams with winning records. And, you know, he's out without one of his top two wide receivers. So... If they lose this, it won't be because of Kirk's record in primetime against winning teams. Okay, people will point to that, but it won't be because of that. So I'm saying if they do win, then it's like, wow, Kirk Cousins overcame a lot of obstacles to lead this team right. to a victory. Yeah. And so if that's if you're going to play into the narrative he doesn't play well against winning teams in primetime, then you better darn well give him props if he has a good game tonight. Now, if they win in spite of a, him having an awful game, then that's a different story. But he's going to need to step up big time for them to win tonight for all the reasons you just listed. Right. Uh, I'd like to see Irv Smith get a little bit more involved. When they, you, when they use him, he's been good. Mm-hmm. Get him involved. Get the rookie involved. You know, get some couple tight end sets out there. He thrives. Get in Rudolph thing. involved a little bit more. He's been very quiet this season after coming off that fresh contract extension. Not optimistic, but again, I'm right for a surprise. That's pretty <laughs> Who much cares? The Gophers beat Penn State. We're all about that right now. Exactly Let's go get that right. Rose Bowl. Let's go get that national championship. We got this. Once again, folks, next weekend I'll be in Saturday for Mitch. Mitch will be in Sunday for me, so look forward to talking to you then. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Turn off. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 10, 10. You hear a lot of business people talk about core values these days. That sounds all well and good, but if you're like me, you're just not quite sure what it means until you come across a company like Cormark Metals. Owners Diane and John Dormanen founded the company 27 years ago on a basic principle, provide quality products with outstanding service. You can rely on Cormark Metals to help you reach your goals. Their innovative solutions will keep your business and projects running smoothly, whether you're looking to manufacture a product to bring to 
to market, needing thousands of parts fabricated to impeccable standards, or building a trailer in your garage. Cormark Metals will ensure you meet your goal. To find out more about their extensive stock of metal hardware or to explore their menu of fabrication and design services, join them at CormarkMetals.com. That's CormarkMetals.com or get inspired by visiting them in Minneapolis just off of Washington with plenty of free parking. Cormark Metals, values that hit the mark. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro life pro life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception <laughs> 